we're back for another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Bits Over Broadway. I didn't even know we were starting because I didn't hear the intro, <laughs> but oh, I love it. I forgot. You yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I should have cued you. I wasn't dancing enough, I guess, to make it clear. <laughs> Mitch was trying to be rude and it only worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> well we're back we have another episode of bits over broadway and connor already another said bits episode. over broadway <laughs> i did say bits over broadway i did, did the echo um i'm still uh trapped in illinois for the moment but soon to be back in new york mm-hmm. hopefully fingers crossed one day we're waiting for you to get here like this Honestly, city's been on pause in your absence <sighs> I know. It's New York is dead without me. What can I say? <laughs> That's what they say. They all chant bring back Connor. It's like constant. Bring back this is Connor. why we're not going outside. That's right. You are why the restaurants are closed. <laughs> I know. Right. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's like, truly my point? fault. <laughs> Instead of clapping at seven PM, we all just scream Connor at seven PM. Yes. It's and I can no hear one knows you why, guys. but we do it. <laughs> yeah. I can hear you guys, but because of the speed of sound, sure. it doesn't get to Illinois until about like nine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like thunder. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Connor, any biz? I don't no, think so. not at all. No, this fucking theater's closed. Who gives a shit? There's nothing Who happening anywhere. <laughs> We're not going to see theater again until 2023. Carol, we yes. have a guest this week. We do have a guest this week. She is a singer, a musician, all around star. It's Linda Marie Burns Muckerjee. Yay! <laughs> Welcome. So Welcome. excited to have you, you on. We can't wait. Very happy to be here. And this week, Very- we're discussing we are attending the tale of Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Thank you for using the full name. Obvi- Thank you. Listen, it's a it's a full name crew today. It's it Meryl K. Aaron's. It's Linda Marie Burns Muckerjee. It's Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. We're doing all the names today. I love it. Um, I absolutely love it. So before we jump in, uh, Connor, could you please hit us with some facts and figs? some facts and figures so sweetie todd the demon barber of fleet street has music and lyrics by the one the only steve sondheim (laughs) (laughs) my close personal friend steve um uh, the book was written by hugh wheeler and it is based on the petty dreadful character sweeney todd the demon demon barber of fleet street by christopher bond um this show has a production history longer than time itself (laughs) Um, it has been on Broadway, let's see, three times. It's been on the West End, holy shit, five times. There's been a movie adaptation. There's been countless regional productions and touring productions and everything. It originally uh, appeared on Broadway in um, 1979 and ran for a total of 557 performances. And it appeared originally on the West End in 1980 and ran for a total of 157 performances. The most recent production um, was in uh, 2017 and 2018. That was the off-Broadway production where they actually performed in a pie shop. Um, the movie adaptation that's was right. made in 2007 with Johnny Depp and Helena Bottom Carter. And I think that's the one that we all watched. Um, and in just counting the Tonys and the Olivier Awards, not any of like the drama desks or the outer critical critic circles or anything like that, 
This show has been nominated for a total of 36 awards and has won 19, including Best Musical nice. from the Tonys. And Shut just your quick synopsis, in case you live under a rock and you've never heard this musical. Hateful to me. I mean, I'm just saying, Rude. Sweeney Todd, <laughs> whose real name is Benjamin Barker, uses his new alias to resume work in his barbershop above Mrs. Lovett's struggling pie shop after being wrongfully sentenced to life imprisonment by the corrupt Judge Turpin. After swearing vengeance against the judge that tore his family apart, Todd and Lovett plot a unique plan that helps them both and leads them down a dangerous path with deadly consequences. Now, I know that this was radicalizing or, uh, I guess, a catalyst for loving uh, for for spooky theater freaks uh, yeah. when it came out, this movie. Um, my connection to it was not... I was a fan of the opera freak, please. We all know my commitment oh, to LALW um, yes. and fuck to Steve. <laughs> my connection with this was that my best friend loved Johnny Depp, so we rented oh, this her. movie because Johnny Depp was in it and we watched it like at a birthday party. So it was on in the background and surprisingly no one else at the birthday party was like, hell yeah, let's watch this musical with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that teenagers didn't want to watch him. <laughs> right. So, so I'm like, Oh yeah, it's that weird Johnny Depp movie where he's like a mean, uh, razor man. And then I <laughs> never saw it. The closest I got to a full synopsis of this production was the episode of the office when Ed Helms's character is yes! in Sweeney Todd. That's the extent of my interaction until I watched this movie yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> it was new to me. So, so, so I'm very excited to indulge wow. in this. I'm very new to I mean, I knew the general idea and I'd obviously heard sure. like Mrs. Lovett's pies or whatever. The yeah. Angela Lansbury version. Um obviously. But yeah, you two are gonna have to give all the opinions on this one because I was very <laughs> new to it. I'm like, well, that sure is Johnny Depp. And then I just kept thinking about like, well, so many of these characters are part of the Harry Potter universe. What's the Harry Potter Sweeney yeah. Todd? <laughs> Ratio. This is a big overlap, and technically, if you include the fucking other canonical like Grindelwald shit, that's like the whole cast. Oh, you're right there. That's it. The overlap of Sweeney Todd and Harry Potter is a circle. (laughs) Yes. We also have. We also have Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. He also has a very small cameo role in the movie, so I think we can. Hook wow. them all does three he? together. Who does yeah, he play yeah. in the movie? He's he's he comes out right after, uh, like when they're walking up to Pirelli's cart. Yeah, like right after they do like the contest. Yeah, he like Todd like walks off, and it's be- right before he talks to Beetle Bamford. Giles oh, like, comes up, and he's just like, like, "My good sir, you're so <laughs> yeah." That's him. <laughs> I had no idea that was Giles. Holy shit! Wait, it's crazy. <laughs> is Helena Bonham Carter is she in Limis? The movie because we've yes, also got some cards over there oh, with she? Oh, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, she plays Madame Tenardier. That's what yeah. I thought because yeah. I was like, oh, her and Sasha Baron Cohen. We can connect. We can yeah. make this happen. <laughs> it's the musical a theater, Harry Potter, cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, let's let's dive in to the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> I find every aspect of this show to be disgusting. There's not a oh part in this God, that I think no. is like cool or fun. It grosses me out completely. Sure. <laughs> I was disgusted the entirety of this film. 
I knew they ate the people. I knew that was like the whole thing. He's doing murders and then they. Yeah. So the whole thing is that he's murdering. Is it? I know he has revenge, right? Like he wants yeah. to get yeah. Alan Rickman because Alan Rickman raped his wife and stole his yeah. daughter. Yes. And, and sent him to Australia. Like and, he as, trumped up all these charges. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he literally just wanted to fuck his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of like so many other venues he could have taken, so many other ways he could have taken, he has him sent to Australia for like a life imprisonment and like enslavement charge. And then he rapes it. Like he keeps trying to like get with his wife and Mm -hmm. like his wife is just like, no, 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 no. I can't do it. So he invites her to this party Mm -hmm. and then drugs her and rapes her in front of everyone. everyone. And they're all just like chill. No, they're not even chill. They're like hype. They're hype. Like they're so into it. (laughs) It's it's so skeevy and disgusting. So I hate it so much. So, like, you have, so, like, one thing about, like, the Victorian, like, the period that, like, this, uh, when the, when this specific Penny Dreadful came out, like, Victorian England was fucking obsessed with murder. Like, they literally, like, they were so into it. Like, seriously, their reaction to, like, murders and, like, the media reporting on murder is, like, how we got our present day police system. (laughs) Is this Jack the Ripper? I'm not even kidding. Is this Jack the Ripper uh, or no? It's a, it started a little bit before Jack the Ripper. It started okay. like kind of in like small towns, but mm-hmm. then yeah, Jack the Ripper was part of it. Okay. But like, yeah, so that was like the first time we like see like police detection or like the idea of like crime detection and like prevention, mm-hmm. yeah. which as we all know, only goes so far. I'll say that. Yeah. But- Does it work? <laughs> prevention. It's prevention. Not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, they're just so fucking. So, so like, that's why this is all. And like, it's all very much like Meryl. I think you would be into this if you like really watched it like 10 more times. Oh, you're right. It's all about like Mm -hmm. classist warfare. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I loved the line. People people above are serving the people below. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's (laughs) my jam. I I just didn't understand. Like, and again, I was I was in and out. Um, uh, (laughs) But so he wants revenge, which I get completely yeah. i'm with it but then he just was mm-hmm. like well i better practice doing murdering or does he just have bloodlust he murders one and he's like no. i can't stop it's not even it's low it's like uh after so he's like really really close to like he basically gets like murder blue balls right. when he's yeah. like so close right. to like yeah uh, murdering judge turpin and then yeah. obviously like anthony comes and in little and rat man comes for in for some reason just tells yeah. his entire plan because that's what you do when you immediately walk into a door is I just spill your whole secret plan in the door the like guess what <laughs> yeah here are all my secrets <laughs> but he basically he's like oh okay so no one deserves to live like i already knew that i didn't deserve to live and this guy didn't deserve to live but like even anthony he needs to die now too so like he's just going and now he's just like okay we kill everyone now now. i'm the murder man okay okay so he just goes nuts basically yeah pretty much yeah okay and then (laughs) helena bottom carter's like great plan for all these dead people we've got yeah (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to get in the way of whatever your whole deal is like i don't i don't want to get in to interrupt your process, but right. we got to do something about this. <laughs> we can't just have bodies piling up in the house, sir. Right? <laughs> That's a health. Who That's a health that? issue. <laughs> <laughs> just unreal. And now she's 
I got this from the movie, but is this the way it is in the show as well? Uh, she's horny for uh, Murder Man, for Sweeney Todd? Yes. She yes. absolutely fucking loves him. Now, does she's she know that the, the crazy old woman is the wife? Yes. Yes. Secret. Yes. She does. Secret. <laughs> Secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. As we all know, as we all, as we all learned, good acting is pretending like you have a secret on stage <laughs> and nobody else knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely anyway connor oh and i gosh. did get our degrees from a state school uh linda comes more pedigreed than us uh, right you went to a bfa and mfa no i went to my uh my bachelor's was a state school i went to university of michigan okay state school university of michigan but it was a bm <laughs> it was still a bm, so. it was a BM. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You know what? Our logos look the same, but uh, very different degree. Very <laughs> different weight in the degree there. Um, very different. Did you guys think you would be explaining the plot of Sweeney Todd to me today? No, I bet you did not. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that, Connor, you mentioned that the movie and the musical, there are a few songs left out of uh, the m- movie version. Yeah. I don't remember ever hearing the like, Intr- the uh, the overture did, did they cut the i mean they it's in there but not yeah. with the lyrics right no one is singing yeah they basically just turned it into an orchestration that kind of uh it opens yes. during that Credit first sequence, sequence where they're like that. going through the, like the different machinery and all that which i thought was really interesting because linda brought up about how this is like a movie about class struggle and all that uh-huh. but i also think that it's a really good um almost critique of the um, industrialization that was also happening during the Victorian era. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, they really hammered that hard in that opening sequence because it has all like the gears and like mm-hmm. the blood With running the blood through all dripping. the gears. Yeah. Love like that. literally saying the, the gears of capitalism will be greased by the blood <laughs> of the worker. Yes. Like, <laughs> like literally. Okay, Tim Burton, go off. Go all the way off, Tim. Tim. Come on. Um, but yeah, no, they, uh, that opening number, and uh, that is um, Sweeney or um, Stephen Sondheim, like, did an inversion of a Roman Catholic, um, like, almost liturgy. I can't, I think it's, um, it's called the Dias Irae, or however you say it. Dias Irae. Yeah, Dias Irae. And it's like, um, the Dias Irae is all about, like, the final judgment of, um, like, uh, that's taught to us in Christianity and Catholicism. So, like, that opening sequence is kind of like a subversion of that, and it's all about the uh sweeney's judgment and him becoming the executioner and judge and jury essentially which is really cool um and then there's also a couple of other songs like the judge has more songs in the um musical that we don't get uh to see and there's also a lot more interaction in the musical on um, the stage production between anthony and joanna that gets largely cut in the movie frankly i was glad for it i didn't give a fuck yeah. about that guy <laughs> <laughs> he's so creepy he's like, got a spe- weird like, face it's so oh, yeah. creepy it's so oh, creepy I oh my god uh i love that that little boy was wearing a wig love that little boy's wig <laughs> just the snatch i truly cried um, absolutely i love that for him oh i also want to mention that tim burton uh 
got the idea to like the first time he saw the musical and was like, I want to make a movie out of this was when he was at CalArts. Oh, of so course. That, I didn't know Tim Burton went to CalArts. Oh, shit. he absolutely did. <laughs> That's it was while he was there. And then I think he, he left like his junior year or something like he left soon after. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm so inspired. So that also <laughs> ties in with the blood of the workers. Yeah. Uh, moving up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. believe Tim Burton went to CalArts. What the fuck? Yeah, oh, that's can't. like what that's I what mean, caused can, him but... to like become this like huge yeah. critic of like suburbia and like people yeah, being like normal actually, and like that. That's like what Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's like the whole like castle on the hill. That's CalArts. Yeah, he felt like Edward Scissorhands, and then like the whole suburbia is supposed to be Santa Clarita. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Meryl, I need you to listen to Blank Check Podcast, their miniseries about Tim Burton. I simply will and cannot. Uh, I'm so... I just... I'm going to need to think about this for maybe another two or three weeks. I'm just going to need to let this percolate and occasionally bubble to the surface. And I'm like, wow. Okay, great. Um, Of course. I mean, I think it's a great... Uh, people really like Sweeney Todd, right? Like that's it's. I feel like. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite musicals. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I it's a huge thing this, for people. I, yeah, I would argue that either this or Into the Woods is usually like people's favorite Sondheim show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Which I would never have thought of Sweeney Todd as Sondheim, but then I listened to the music after having listened to a few Sondheim musicals for this prod podcast, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, classic. But I feel like who was talking about? Oh, I think it was Beck who was posting yeah. about like uh, obsessed, obsessed with this fucking musical when it came out. Oh my god! The video. I can't like literally. We had we had um, all of our friends in like the fucking theater like program at um, in high school. Like all the kids who did the musical and stuff like that. We piled into a van and we had like Beck's dad drive us to the mall so that we could see it <laughs> opening weekend. Psychos. <laughs> And we were all fucking like emo kids too, so we all like looked yes, apart it's already. Emo kids. Yes, <laughs> I seriously. When it first came out, I had like short hair. Yes, and like I was going to a friend's birthday party, and she was like, "Yeah, it's like rock and roll theme." And so in my mind, I was like, "Oh, obviously Sweeney Todd." Like I'm right. obviously dressing up as what's Sweeney more Dad. rock and roll than Sweeney Todd? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> seriously, like I teased my hair, like my whole hair, and I, I looked like Johnny Depp. Like white makeup. Full like, oh my god! Wow! Amazing. Yeah, Johnny Depp really looks like a corpse in this movie. He does. He does. But he. It's still. It's not his creepiest role. It's I would not. argue. No, like, I, he, no. This is not the creepiest Johnny Depp. Yeah. What is the creepiest Johnny Depp? Just Johnny Depp himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like especially now, like mm. with like all like the alcohol face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say. Oh. I, so I, I need to just dive into the like love that my friend had truly i need you to consider that (laughs) there was not a theater like i get in on the theater kid memes because i like to be in on a joke but and i was in drama in high school but it was like four people in drama club like we did not stage huge productions and we didn't go to denny's and scream and we didn't fucking listen to like i just (laughs) didn't have that that wasn't my culture um so my friends didn't give a fuck about musicals Surely sure. we only rented this movie because Johnny Depp was in it. And like I I spent 
many weekends at my friend's house, like waking up to the Pirates of the Caribbean DVD menu music. Like oh I God. know <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean so well because I would just wake up to it being like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning, you're like, yes, okay, okay, it's, it's Pirates. It's, it's the Pirates that we fell asleep watching for the hundredth time this weekend. Yes, yes. <laughs> So I just had no patience for Johnny Depp, like stalking around being sad. I'm like, no, be yeah. a drunk pirate. That's what you do. Like, I don't care about this at all. Um, anyway. I think that you talking about waking up in the middle of the night to a <laughs> menu, like music Dates playing, that was, a, that was a period piece. That That's, sentence mm, was a yes. period yeah. piece. Oh my God. <laughs> I, people don't understand how hard we struggled. Like, Honestly. <laughs> do you know how many sleepovers <laughs> were ruined by DVD menu? Who did this? Who put DVD who, menu who music? Put music in the DVD I don't, menu? We just had this loop for two why? minutes. <laughs> Also, why do the DVDs need menus? Yeah, why like, not I just understand there were like special you. things. Extras, put them on a different disc. Like extras. I don't need. <laughs> exactly. Put them on. Put them on something else. Yeah. Like we don't need this. We like you yeah. already have to sit through previews to get to the menu. <laughs> so like, why are you adding extra time into this bullshit? <laughs> just start the fucking movie. <laughs> now that's not true. Some DVDs did have a skip to menu button. Yeah, you could just skip on past those previews. Yeah, but then sometimes they wouldn't have the skip to menu. Yeah, and button. then you were and like, that, these people are assholes. <laughs> that was a fucking hate crime. See if I ever ask for a DVD for Christmas from you ever again, exactly. sir. <laughs> I'm boycotting other people's dollars. Um, so I have to ask, because in my mind, Angela Lansbury is uh, 104 and always oh, has yeah. been, was never younger than that. Came out of the womb, of old lady. Um, in the production that she was in, she's not older than him in the production, right? It's not like an older woman who's like in love with Sweeney Todd. They're peer, they're contemporaries, no. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's hard for me when I hear Angela Lansbury to not picture Angela Lansbury trying to put the moves on Johnny Depp. And I understand that that's not what's happening, but it does feel like that to me personally. <laughs> yeah, how old is Angela Lansbury? Uh, she would have been 54 when um, the original Broadway production happened. Okay. She was born in the 20s. She's old as hell. Holy shit. She's old as hell. That lady, old as hell. <laughs> Angela Lansbury, old as hell. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, knew? But I think there was, I, I wanted to, because we talked a little bit about like Johnny Depp being like a creepy guy and mm. Angela Lansbury and this kind of thing. So but I, the interpretation that like Depp and Helena Bottom Carter brought to the characters was really is very different than like what a lot of others Sweeney's okay. and Miss Love have done. Yeah, what's the Sweeney and vibe? Usually Sweeney has at least a little bit of charm to him. Oh, he's not just like a brooding asshole the entire yeah. Did you not find him charming? No, not at all. That is like not like not in the slightest. No, that trick would have worked on me when I was 15, but I'm damn near 30 now and I don't have time for that shit. Like literally when okay so uh, so when Giles goes up to talk to Depp after the Pirelli thing, I like I had this moment where I was like if I talked to this man on the street, I would be running That's from right. him <laughs> i would be like no. that's a murderer that man is a murderer I, even, I and i think he doesn't even like say anything doesn't like mrs lovett step in and like, yeah like he's just kind of like uh and like even like when he's like trying to like charm judge charm judge turpin and stuff yes. 
like it's like it's like Tom Cruise, like down here is moving, but like right. up here it's just like straight psycho. <laughs> exactly. So I'm it's like, how did, how did this man get away yeah. with murder? Because he just is <laughs> screaming, "I'm a murderer!" He's literally <laughs> just like mm, sweet flesh and blood. I mean, normal shave. I'm a normal man who doesn't murder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like at least like George Hearn and like Michael Cerveris, they had when they were mm. performing and Len Kuru like they have like a little bit of a charm mm-hmm. even though it's like a darker charm mm-hmm. that would like draw you into the character mm-hmm. and i just feel like johnny depp didn't have that he was just playing so somber and like lower and like psycho so much yeah i don't know he was a man driven mad but there's no redeeming it's just like the it's not a descent into madness so much as this guy's nuts the whole time. Is, <laughs> Start to finish. TDB, just fucking crazy. TDB. I'm concerned. <laughs> it's upsetting me. Okay, so I'm just, it's just now coming together. In that episode of The Office, Ed Helms is playing the little boy, right? No, no, he plays uh, Anthony. Oh, he plays Anthony. Okay, okay, okay. He okay. plays Anthony, oh. yeah. No, he's okay. a little boy. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's even funnier. See if I'd known Sweeney Todd. Um, Anthony, still weird. Uh, yeah, so the yeah. Anthony Jo so Joanna is Johnny Depp's daughter or he is the daughter of Johnny Depp's wife, product of rape from the judge. No. Johnny Depp's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That one. Yeah. That is his yeah. And then uh when Judge Sherpin rapes her mother <laughs> and her mother goes so crazy that she takes poison to kill herself, <laughs> but as we know doesn't work. It doesn't take uh, he yeah, he has her, like, I'm sure he goes through the proper venues or whatever oh, yeah. he does to uh, have her, claim, like, deemed unfit. And mm-hmm. so he becomes her adopted dad. Guardian. But then, of course, she grows up and starts to look like the mom. And so, He's you know, horny. Once again, for Judge Chirpin. <laughs> Once again, horniness strikes. <laughs> A yeah. real Judge Frollo, frankly. This guy is... Correct. It's tough. Yeah. I think if there's I, ever going to be a judge in a musical, you, you know, know you should he's bad news. Down. You know he's bad news. <laughs> he's bad news. Stay away. Ugh. Um, I thought Alan Rickman was great in that role, though. Oh, he's perfect. Oh yeah, he's, he's so good. so scary. I loved him. Just gross. I love uh, the part where they're sentencing that little boy. Yes. <laughs> to death. He's like going. It's. <laughs> They're like showing Judge Turpin and Beetle Bamford in the court, and he's like going on this whole thing about like your crimes are like irredeemable, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. He's like, I sentenced you to death by hanging, and then it just pans to this little boy. He's like ten, and he's just like crying. In oh my the god, <laughs> it's so fucked up. It really is. But it's so but like, the worst part. The worst part is like the most fucked up part is they're walking out of the courthouse and the Beatles is like, what did he do to deserve a hanging? And Alan Rickman is like, I don't know, probably something. <laughs> this, that's the attitude of so many people about the justice system. It's upsetting. <laughs> I like, I know people who are like, well, yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're far enough in it to go to court, then they're probably guilty. I'm like, right. <laughs> What must it be like to have that kind of faith? (laughs) But I think that that is a really interesting line because when you like look at characterization, that kind of shows that Judge Turpin and Sweeney Todd are like the same person. Oh, totally. Because they both like think that everyone is guilty. Therefore, everyone deserves to die. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So Pirelli is just a con man, right? Yeah. And then, but he's selling hair tonic. So I 
couldn't quite follow this. How did they get into a shaving competition? <laughs> so Pirelli, Pirelli sells hair tonic, but he's actually a barber. Ah, like okay. him selling hair tonic is just his side like, hustle. Side hustle. <laughs> yes. Um, it's and his then, goop, if you will. Yeah, he's a, yes, he's, he's got a grind sort of mentality. <laughs> yes. He's on his yes. grind. He's on, he's on grind Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, as you learn later, as uh, you both know, he yeah. was at, he was Sweeney Todd's assistant when like Sweeney Todd, you know, pre Australia. And so he's also, he's like the hotshot barber in town. So like Todd and Mrs. Lovett are like, well, we got to go like challenge him so that we can be the hotshot barber in town, but they don't know that it's this guy. So and also, Sasha Baron Cohen is just amazing. Like, that yes. is my favorite role of his, personally. Oh, maybe yeah. because of nostalgia. Maybe. I don't know. But it's no, great. he's great. <laughs> he was so fun. And that um, that accent is insane. And then the turn of, like, oh. revealing himself to be <laughs> normal was so good. I loved it. And I love oh, yeah. Yeah. The second that he starts talking in the Cockney accent, it's like, oh, we got got. <laughs> Tricked. <laughs> Um, I really loved that he kills Sasha Baron Cohen and then shoves him in a trunk and then the little boy comes upstairs after he's like eating his fill of terrible pies Yeah, he comes upstairs and Johnny Depp's like you gotta get out of here man and the kid's like no 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 I'm gonna wait and he's like I'll give you some gin if you leave and the kid's like fuck yeah peace I'm out (laughs) that kid is eight stop giving him gin (laughs) this is a Victorian era Era. by that time he was a full blown adult yeah He's been drinking it since he was born. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That child is married. He has a family. (laughs) Oh my god. The scene the the scene with the trunk and the Pirelli's killing kind of makes me sad in the movie because I think the movie loses a lot of the humor that is in the musical. Yeah. The musical, the stage musical, like it's so much funnier and it's so much darker. Mm -hmm. And like they do like a little bit of like slapstick humor with the scene with the trunk where like Pirelli's arm is hanging out of it in the musical um, and like it's reaching toward um, Toby to like try mm. to get his attention and it's like Len Carew and like George Hearn are like trying to like get him to like not look at the arm mm-hmm. so that they can't discover Pirelli and they just kind of like lose a lot of the humor in the, the movie adaptation which yeah. is kind of a bummer. Oh, and yeah, Burton was just like, I need to be sad. Dark. Yeah, I just need to be it's so broody and it's so angsty. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah, it's a perfect teenage musical. It really, it really is. is. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Like I could feel, I could feel the moments when I wanted it to be funnier. I don't know. By the end of it, I was just like so stressed because I somehow I knew, like I knew that he is. Yeah, I think it's really intense. I know that he. Spoiler yeah. alert: kills everyone and then dies well. himself. And it's like the worst sitcom mixed up character, like case of mistaken identity, where he's just yeah. slaughtered his whole family, basically, um, and, or just the wife. I guess the daughter escapes just with the, wife. the daughter does escape. Okay. The daughter gets okay. away. But Thank God. But just he barely. almost kills just her, barely. right? He's like, yeah. Fuck you! Didn't realize that it's clearly a woman in a hat. <laughs> There's like a like this insane old timey instinct of just like this woman doesn't have long hair. I'm not sure she's a woman. <laughs> <Just> like, 
Also, like, okay. Sweeney Todd knew the plan. Like, he knew that Antony would be bringing him. Like, there was no, like, the dots were there. There was no even, like, semblance yeah. of connecting But at this yeah. point, Johnny Depp's fully out of his gourd. Just fully oh, fucking yeah. gone. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Not a not a shred of person left. Um, So, so Mrs. Lovett is, like, plotting to entrap. He's like, what? She's like, once he gets this murder out of his system. <laughs> we're gonna have a great life and we're definitely gonna go to the beach which yeah okay um but also he doesn't even need to get the murder out of his system she says like you can bring your choppers <laughs> like you can still kill people you just have to come to the beach with me yeah like, that's really the only prerequisite to this but my favorite part of the entire by the scene sequence is, by the scene sequence is that even in her like wildest fantasies, he's still <laughs> fucking just miserable. He just doesn't care. He's he just does not care at all. <laughs> so sad. Just so sad. Just sitting there. Like everything else is so colorful and he still looks gray. Just, like. <laughs> just the most it's dejected amazing. man. And yeah. he he never falls for her, right? There's never it's never recipe like reciprocal no, no really. she's just like delusional she's like i gotta i got a pair you can do something with and i have a can-do attitude like i don't <laughs> yeah. understand yeah. and then she's like yeah. now i have this little orphan boy and now we're really a family now we have this family like i really right. want to dive into her psychology she's possibly more <laughs> fucked up than sweeney todd at least it's a straight oh, revenge threat with him she's Literally. just out of it <laughs> She's just oh, like, she's hey, do, should, we, yeah. should we turn everybody into cannibals? That's fun. <laughs> she's absolutely like, she's one of those girls you know how to Tumblr dedicated to like Dylan Klebold. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> she's like, Dylan didn't do anything wrong. And you're like, oh. <laughs> no, Jeffrey Eric, whichever the fuck, the Columbine people. guys. Yeah. The yes. girls who were like, the Columbine boys were just misunderstood. And you're like, it's such a little nuance than that. <laughs> more there miss love has big uh columbine tumblr girl energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's what i have to say on that oh my god um i don't know where the intermission uh-huh. is in this show uh it's like right after a little priest yeah Oh, that song's so right fun. After. I liked that a lot. When yeah. they're just looking through Me the shop too. windows and deciding who should die and who'd be too gross oh to die. Oh my gosh. I love and that. And like the different flavors of like... Yeah. I, yeah. That's the humor. Like that's that's where you see like the humor and the fun of it. And you're like, yeah, I wish mm-hmm. there was yeah. more of that. Because especially with Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp, I feel like they have good chemistry together. And she has great comedic timing. I mean, absolutely. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he has it's the fun. majority of the laugh lines in the entire show. Yeah, absolutely. She's really yeah. fun. I like her a lot. The Mrs. Um, the character in general. I was really the uh, the little priest. They cut like in the actual show, like the stage show that has a lot more to it. It's actually oh. like a seven minute long song. It's crazy, but um, they like add a lot of like other flavors and that kind of thing. But they also add in all these like talking interactions between the two of them, where they're like describing the pies, but with puns, <sighs> and they're so fucking funny. And I'm mad that they cut them out. <laughs> let's hear some i gotta look some of these up i need to, I'm into um, listen one to one of the them full. is like um this one's fiddle player but be careful it's very stringy and then todd like <laughs> goes no that's that fiddle player that's pi- uh that's piccolo player and she goes how can you tell and he goes it's piping huh 
We love puns here, folks, at Bits Over Broadway. It's very stupid. I love that, though. It's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the uh, Little Priest is the same song where they have the line about it's so good that the ones above can serve the ones below or whatever, which yeah. is... Yeah. Yeah. It took me a couple s- seconds to process, and I was like, that's a good line. That's a pretty good line. Yeah. I, and then it's implied that business is booming, right? Everyone loves the human meat pies. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves it. Like, okay. yeah. And that's after. Yeah, we come back to the uh, successful that business. And that's, why, and, that is, and that's why you yeah. stay on your grind. Yeah. Because you, right. too, can have a human meat pie shop that just fucking goes <laughs> off, blows up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you're really solving two problems. Getting rid of bodies, feeding the hungry. Like, <laughs> That's right. Two birds, one stone. I think we should Absolutely. implement that here. I'm just saying. Let's just try it. Let's just try it. <laughs> See what happens. You never know. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're back from our break. We're back. We're back. A dinosaur story. A dinosaur story <laughs> by Steven Spielberg. Can uh, you believe that that we dropped that episode in 2019? Right. That happened I think it was right. September 2019. I don't know. Wow. It's crazy that you expect me to know what day it is, what time. <laughs> oh, well, I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing about the concept that. of time. To me, is. <laughs> gone forever um that's none of my business and i should <laughs> say as such so we're back in overnight we've got a successful hot pie business uh you know, you know pies, how there's constantly just uh those combination barbershop empanadas <laughs> the stores yeah. that pop up everywhere this is that but in victorian england because when yeah. i get my hair cut i want to i want nothing more than to eat next to a place where hair is flying like, I just want little bits in the air wherever I'm eating. Yeah. That sounds delicious yeah. and good. If you're not ingesting human hair at the same time as your meal, you're not living. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm at the barber shop. I'm at the meat pie shop. I'm at the combination, the combination barber meat pie shop. shop. <laughs> <laughs> it was the original KFC Taco Bell. And for, and for that, we say thank you. <laughs> thank you, Steve Sondheim. <laughs> My main question is, what the fuck is a meat pie? Because in my head, it's a chicken pot pie, but I feel like that'd be really messy to eat with your hands. Yeah, but the inside's not so it's, liquidy. Yeah, so, so like, like they do it. They do mm. it smaller, and they do very little like gravy. Like yeah, it's mostly no liquid. so dry. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Well, you like you like. Uh, we actually got meat pies on Fleet Street because we went. Oh, to nice. And I was like, that's the one thing I want to do. <laughs> Uh, and, That's it. and they like Ben fuck fucking yes. <laughs> didn't see him just wanted meat pies <laughs> but they like give you a little bit of gravy and you can like dip uh, it or like pour it over yeah they're pretty good okay. okay that actually does sound pretty tasty now did it taste like human or <laughs> no. okay no, 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 no. <laughs> in my personal experience with tasting human meat no it's not, not, didn't see a terrible at all <laughs> i feel like that's just like a classic staple of any human culture is like put meat inside yes. dough put the meat in the dough and eat the meat dough like okay Done. dumplings uh yeah empanadas yeah. all that stuff 
meat and pies. Um, I feel like I was it maybe Great British Bake Off or something they talked about like because they would get so you have to cook them for so long that it would retain yeah. the heat so it would still be a little warm when you ate it at lunch. I don't want to eat. Yeah, and it's food. like it's one of those things where they make them in the morning or like mm-hmm. early, early in the morning, and then like what they've made, that's what they have. That's like, it. Like if you go there at dinner, you're getting one that was made at six a.m. Oh yeah. wow. It wasn't refrigerated. No. It just was there. It's just like, well, it's got a protective a protective uh, dough yeah. layer. So. Dough layer. So that hopefully the meat is... is just so fingers crossed the meat's not rancid. Um, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> and uh, also then, if it wasn't human, it was definitely horse. Or like, like dog, people for eating. sure. And if it was a cow, like... It was probably a cow that a died sick, of disease. A sick, yeah, sick like, cow. <laughs> this is actually an allegory for just mad cow disease. This is basically all, <laughs> they ate a fucked up meat pie and then they all went nuts. And who? <laughs> let he who hasn't done that throw the first stone? Am I right? They were all wasted because nobody drank water. <laughs> no, exactly. So exactly. Still drinking gin. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about, but I just was texting Mitch, and he was like, "Yeah, they had it right in the seven Or he was talking about seventeen hundreds philosophy or something. I'm like, "You have to remember everyone." in the seven like everyone before 1942 was woefully <laughs> dehydrated none of them drank water yes. would, they didn't know what water was i would say till 1994 stoned. maybe i don't think people were properly hydrated until well into the turn of the 21st century i'm concerned <laughs> i concerned. believe that 100 yeah everyone is drunk as hell kids drinking gin Kids drinking gin. I would have yeah, to be drunk. governmental system doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> All the founding fathers were just shit faced, being like, yeah. "Hey, we should have three branches, three. <laughs> that sounds like a good, nice number. I like the number three. I like the number three. You know, you got your three crosses. It's you comedy got your- rule of three. There's just one unemployed improv guy. God, writing the constitution. <laughs> that's how ucb got its start rule of threes guys um (laughs) the barbering and pie making business prosper oh and they've taken in the little mr pirelli's ward the little wig boy toby yes Um, the little wig boy and what does he do his job is to just do barking but for barbershop meat pie i think he's also just like like a buster assistant yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. he's like an all just their like gopher orphan yeah (laughs) Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> our little our little PA uh orphan. Um okay. Todd has a letter. Oh my god. Then the beach song poses as a wig maker's apprentice, my dream job. <laughs> okay. So yeah, what's with this Anthony Joanna love story? Who how what oh, is Anthony's Lord. relation to Sweeney Todd? Because as far as I could tell, they just happened to be on a boat together. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Anthony that Anthony gave uh, gave him like passage from wherever. I don't even think yeah. it was from Australia. It was from somewhere else. Yeah. Or something. That's yeah. It, they were just on a boat together. What else is close to Australia? <laughs> How did he get <laughs> off of Australia? That's our real question. Nobody knows. See, but this we have to remember that because this was Victorian era back then, they were probably on a boat together for like a year. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> they had some time to chat and get close. Yeah. So like they definitely probably chatted. You know, maybe maybe uh, Sweeney tied to kill Anthony a couple of times. <laughs> Who knows? Awkward. I know I would. Yeah, he's like 
standing over Anthony, like with his hands around his throat. And Anthony's like, ah, oh, you got me again. You got me again. And then just a few hours later, they sang their sea shanties together and, and mopped to the deck, I guess. Absolutely. I don't know. What's the difference between people on a boat and pirates? Um, Ultimately, there's not a lot of difference, right? There's really not. Uh, I think the pirates just they are not technically employed by. Um, a they don't company. pay their taxes. That's what it is. Pirates are more like a sure. freelance, self-employed situation. And Absolutely. People on boats are just like legally allowed. Well, I guess you did have like privateers who were employed by the crown, but like that doesn't matter. And what are the records? I forget that in like Victorian England, you could just pretend you were someone else and like write. Yeah, you just were. Yeah, if you just wrote it on a piece of paper, they'd be yeah. like, "Well, checks out." <laughs> you you, you know your letters and you wrote it down. Yeah. This work. Yeah, mail yeah. yourself a letter. You could walk into a town and be like, "I'm a doctor now. Give me surgery." Like, yeah, I'll people were like, you. "Well, and they'd he be says like, it. yes, good." <laughs> It was a better time, I think. A better time. <laughs> Honestly, and, and back then they were always worried about like balancing the humors and like bile. So like right, you right. could make whatever the fuck up yeah. to be a doctor. Yeah, you just it's do whatever easy. the hell you wanted. Yeah, like Slap some leeches on it. It's oh. good. Oh. I noticed you Blood gained lighting. four ounces. Interesting. That's the exact weight of the Damon and Noctmar. Like <laughs> we better uh, fucking bleed you now. Like what the hell? <laughs> Medicine that's, is an interesting subject. That's Victorians, baby. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's a miracle we're alive. It's a I honestly that we've made it this far. <laughs> Think about oh yes. oh yo yo, um, <laughs> truly just sheer like will. <laughs> it's just oh, absolutely yeah. um, okay. So now, why does Toby get suspicious of Sweeney Todd? He's suspicious of Sweeney Todd because he's a total creep, first of all. Oh, sure. Like, Toby's like, okay, this, there's something up with this guy. Of course. And then, <laughs> if I were to meet Sweeney on the street, right. I'd say murderer. He's like, the vibes he's the are one off. Person. Yeah, he's Bad the one vibes, person man. with, like, awareness. Yes. <laughs> well, Miss Levitt's like, been struck uh, by horniness. It's hard. Yes, she's well. Also, I don't. She just doesn't care. Like she's that crazy. That's true. But she has uh, Pirelli's coin purse. She like nicks it off him, off his body. That's right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, she like pulls it out, and he's like, "That's Signor Pirelli's," and she's like, "No, Sweeney Todd gave this to me," which is the worst worst to say. Say you found it in the gutter. What the hell? Say he left it behind when he came for a shave. Like. It's right. such an easy excuse. Right. Or like, it's really he's also a criminal. Just say you stole it. Yeah. Just say you took it. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought I wanted it. So. Yeah, exactly. He already knows you're fucked up weirdos. Just be like, yeah, right. so we also steal sometimes. You got the bar got. Is so low. <laughs> he worked for a con man, a literal con man. Right. He's cool <laughs> with crime. This kid's exactly. That's what I didn't understand. I'm like, why are they trying to keep it from Toby? Because I feel like he'd be down for the whole Listen, people are going to die and we're going to chop them up and put them into the meat pies, but you'll be taken care of and uh, right. we'll pretend to be your mom and dad. Yeah, your dad's a little bit nuts, but who, whose isn't? You know what I mean? Right. We've <laughs> yeah. all got daddy issues. That's right. You'll go see a fucking doctor about it later and he'll put a leech on your skull and then you'll forget all about Johnny, <laughs> your weird Johnny Depp dad. Um, <laughs> so then so then he's like that's mr Pirelli's person mrs lovett's like time to go uh, be locked in the basement my favorite part of yeah. that is of this song is um toby's line i may not be smart but i ain't dumb it's <laughs> truly the i'm not as dumb as i am of yes. this musical yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm not smart but i am 
very stupid. <laughs> That's honestly the tagline of this podcast. I'm Correct. not smart, but I am dumb. Very dumb. <laughs> Yeah, so then she's like, time to get locked in the basement where you'll work the grinder and you, I guess yeah. you won't see the bodies that are being dropped down the laundry chute. Literally, no, like, think, what? <laughs> I think I, I think she's thinking, okay, you live down here now. Like, this is where you stay forever. Yeah. Because, like, also, like, he's all suspicious and she knows that, like, if he goes to Beetle Bamford or something and says something about Todd... Sweetie Todd's going to kill him. Yeah. And like, she doesn't want him to die. So she's like, all right, you're just. You're a basement orphan now. Basement with dead bodies instead. And it's like, this is why you don't do crime on the fly. Because how do you not check that the place that you're locking someone into doesn't have another escape? Right. Another exit. It leads to a sewer system. (laughs) Which could take him anywhere. That boy could be anywhere. Immediately. You didn't check on that. Didn't lock up the sewer gate. I'm mad about it. And then, you know, bought like, and it has to reek down there. Oh my God, it has to fucking stink. Oh, yeah. And be hot. Oh, yeah. Like, they oh, talked about terrible. They talked about like the stench, like when the beetle comes mm, to like, because mm-hmm. the stench, like, mm-hmm. seriously, how was yeah, everybody was, in that neighborhood not dying? Gagging. Right. <laughs> like the burning <laughs> hair shit. Well, like, that's why the beetle comes up to like investigate. That's like how they get the beetle, Mm -hmm. like how Todd is able to kill the beetle because the beetle comes in and is like, hey, um, your fucking like bakehouse smells fucking horrible. It smells like ass. And that's (laughs) saying something because this is Victorian England where we throw our piss out the window. Our shit is literally in the street (laughs) and it smells worse. And we've gotten some complaints about the smell. So we thought (laughs) something was up. Stinks people like still shit went to the restaurant. Day. <laughs> exactly. People did still go people to the restaurant. So still like... went to the pie shop. <laughs> I mean, I swear to you, how many of those people you think got drenched in human urine on a regular basis? <laughs> I mean, they were putting piss on their heads. They literally the didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was neat. piss, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell if they were doing a bit to like make the con go awry or if it was a human i i got the like what's that smell what's that smell and i was like oh yeah they're trying to like act like he's stinky okay and it's just urine that's what i'm saying like these people didn't care oh my god everyone fucking reeked i'm sure you just walked (laughs) around with that's why people did so much cocaine they were just trying to rip out the inside of their nose (laughs) (laughs) obliterate that shit if i don't have to smell it then i can get through the day (laughs) And that was what I used to say every day when I had to get on the six train. <laughs> if I can get through this six train ride, I can get through anything. I can get through anything. There's literal human shit on this six train, but there's yes. simply nowhere else for us to go. So let's <laughs> buckle up and make it to Grand Central, baby. Oh, uh, my God. Helena Bonham Carter does a really good job of humanizing Mrs. Lovett in this scene, like with Toby and everything. She really leans into the motherly aspect where Mm -hmm. like Angela Lansbury, you can tell that she's kind of fucked up and she doesn't really care about Toby as much as like Helena Bonham Carter's Mrs. Lovett does. Mm -hmm. I actually really like that aspect of her like interpretation Mm -hmm. of the character. It it does make me feel like she's a little less unhinged or at least has a maternal instinct of some sort and isn't just doing this weird fake family it's weird like (laughs) i don't know play acting at a family okay so is the beggar woman i feel like she comes up a lot in the movie is that how it is in the show she's around a lot yeah she is 
She's in it more in the show, I think, right? Yeah, she in the show, she's just kind of like always around. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the alms, like the alms, alms for a pitiful woman that ha- like comes out a lot. And there's even a bit where like she tries to seduce Anthony, where she's like um, basically prostituting herself to like get money from him. Big Fontaine um, vibes. Very Fontaine vibes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, no, she's a lot around a lot more in the musical than she is in the movie. Okay. And she just looks so fucked up from the arsenic that Sweeney Todd's like new phone who dis. Well, I don't think her and Sweeney ever actually like interact until the very end. Okay. They Do they? No, yeah. In the movie, uh they're in the beginning. Like she comes in the shop. I don't think he sees her there, but he sees uh-uh. her um he sees her like when they get off the boat, right? Or something. Oh, like, does he? It's, it's yeah, maybe. I think. Yeah. Like, he definitely the- is near yeah. enough to her that I'm like, you should see her. But they always have her in the movie. Her face is like shrouded and yeah. and she's also like he thinks that she's dead. That's well, true. He's not looking for her. That's true. Right. So, that's Absolutely. true. He's singularly <laughs> focused on murder at this point. Yeah. He has his eye on the prize. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> He's on his grind once again. I can't say it enough. Okay, so then Turpin comes back. Uh, okay, wait. Yeah. So, no, sorry. So he sends Joanna away to a crazy to the nut house to the asylum and he's like fuck you this is your punishment for not being wanting to marry me. Okay. Um and then somehow Anthony relays that to Sweeney Todd. He's like, I'm going to go rescue her from the insane asylum. And Judge Turpin, why does Judge Turpin come to Sweeney Todd? Like, how does he end up back there? Because he, like, swears him off in the beginning. He's like, fuck you. uh, Judge Turpin, or he sends Judge Turpin a letter or whatever saying that, like, he knows of a plot that Anthony Anthony has. That fucking name. That Anthony has. And he's like, come to my barber shop. And I'll like bring her to you. Yeah. Got it. 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 Yeah. And he's like, he's definitely had a change of heart. So we should yeah. shave you. But then yeah. just stamps. I'm like, you cleaned up everybody else, but you couldn't fucking make sure the one guy you set out to kill was fully dead. Right. Um, I know. Yeah. One, it's one dude, man. You've been murdering a shitload of people. You gotta be better at it than this. <laughs> How, my question, like at this point, like uh, this goes back to the industrialization thing. But by the end of it, he's just a killing machine. Yeah. Like, and, like he cleans up the linens, like I mean, immediately. Yeah. Like, there's no blood splatter in the room whatsoever. Like, it's this like, man is like clockwork. Malcolm Gladwell, ten thousand hours, and you can't fucking pull it off for the one guy the that one started dude? this whole thing. You couldn't do it. And then I felt like so uh when he kills Beetle, that dude's body drops like a goddamn ton of bricks and he like snaps oh, yeah. his yeah. neck. It's fucking gross. But Judge Turpin survives that fall. How? How? When nobody else does. Well like How? uh what's her his wife Lucy does, but she goes feet first. That's yeah. right. She, Everybody she else drops. was head first. Yeah. Yeah. And how the fuck did he survive not only having his jugular stabbed? Like, stabbed. It wasn't even sliced. Like, it was, it was just, the only one that was, like, spurting. Yeah. Like, he and got a carotid artery. on his head. <laughs> like, how did he, how did he survive? <laughs> Truly no idea. <laughs> Plot hole. Plot hole. Uh, 
they just needed a reason for Sweeney to go down to the cellar. And they're mm-hmm. like, which yeah. one of the three of them could have survived this? Mm-hmm. And they, for some reason, chose Judge Gotta Herbert. be the bad guy. <laughs> it's always the bad guy that survives. Right. Can never be sure that he's dead. Um, so then he goes down and as he's getting ready to throw Joanna or not Joe, I always call the wife Joanna, but what's her name? Lucy. Lucy. Um, yeah. He's getting ready to throw Lucy into the fire and then her hat falls off and he's like, oh my God, it's my beautiful wife. My wife. <laughs> my beautiful well, also Mrs. Lovett is like, she screamed or whatever because Judge Turpin and then she hit him and then she's like hurriedly like noticing that it's Lucy. So she's yeah. like trying her best to like get him throw her away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then it comes out like, yeah, I actually did know that that was your beautiful wife the whole time, but she's yeah. nuts. And so that justifies yeah. me not telling you it was your beautiful wife. Right. She was like, oh, well, I never said she died. I, I said she took I she never lied. Not I did not lie. <laughs> Like I he's told you a like, lot of oh, things, you know but I never You're told right. you a lie. <laughs> I've said a lot of stuff, and I can admit that, but I did not lie to you, actually. But I did and tell the actually truth. actually check the tape, check the record, I actually didn't lie to you. So, <laughs> can we still go to the beach, is my question. Right. And he's like, yeah, for sure. Just one quick thing we got to do first, and then throws her in the oven. <laughs> Fully Hansel and Gretel's her. Just shoves oh, that bitch weird. right in the oven. It's Chekhov's oven because you see the oven <laughs> five minutes beforehand. <laughs> and lo and behold, it's used to murder. It's um, used for murder. Also, how fucked up, just on another level of fucked up, Tim Burton directing his wife, his then, I guess not actual wife, but like common law wife being burned alive, alive. in such detail. Like, it's not graphic detail. She like goes, you see it. It all. <laughs> it's gross. Ugh. Like, you see her become a charred husk. Yeah. Tim yes. Burton wanted to, like, were they in the middle of like divorce proceedings at this point? No, they point? were together like, for like another seven years, I feel like. I feel like they didn't split it up until yeah, recently. I think it was like, yeah. <laughs> fucked up. That is fucked bad, up. Bad omen. So <laughs> Maybe this was their kink. They were. They, they were. This was. They have like a burning kink or something. <laughs> and they were. They. They. Uh, conned us all into watching that happen. Yeah, that was <laughs> not. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's what all of this was. It's just Tim Burton living yes. out his weird fetishes. The long con. <laughs> So then, so then, after hurling Mrs. Lovett into a furnace, uh, Sweeney Todd's like, "Time to go cry over the woman that I murdered and loved, who had been yeah. through so much, and it's just really not fair." Um, yeah. So he's crying over her, and then Toby little appears from the sewers, and he's like, "Time to have my revenge. I knew you were bad news. I knew you were trouble when you walked in," and just picks up the. <laughs> The razor, and it's kind of implied that like Sweeney Todd knows he's there and just is ready yeah. to go. He's like, yeah, he's just ready to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. his death scene is so insane. Oh <laughs> he's just like, just and, like he's yeah. dripping, dripping blood. all over her. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, gross. it's so gross. I hate it. It's so <laughs> this this movie is disgusting. There's so much gore in the movie. When Toby fishes so that toe out of his mouth, 
Oh, oh yeah. I struggled. Yeah. I struggled. Yeah, that was that one's rough. That's a rough moment in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we don't find out anything else about Joanna and Anthony. We're just like, no. and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, it's implied that they just run off together. That, like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank God that Joanna never found out that Sweeney was her father because <laughs> those, this poor girl's already traumatized enough. Yeah. She did not need any more daddy issues. She, she didn't need a death <laughs> threat. They see, okay, so that's the thing that freaks me out. Like, everyone's the idea is that she's growing up to look like her mom, right, Joanna? So right. even with short hair, she would still have the features of her mom. And Sweeney Todd looks her full in the face and is like, nada got i got nothing i think at that point he's so overcome with like the like like seeking out the vengeance and like the bloodlust that he's just completely lost his mind yeah i think also in the like when he first gets there and like uh when he first gets to london and like mrs lovett is like talking to him she's like telling him this you know his own story or whatever yeah and i think she mentions at some doesn't she say at some point she's like uh basically like to the extent of like could you even recognize your wife if you saw her and he mm-hmm. like doesn't give an answer but gives an answer like just because it's yeah. been so long that he i Got just it. i don't think he Got could it. even yeah picture her that's yeah. fair. absolutely yeah, I mean, it takes probably a long time to get to Australia. It's way the fuck down there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then, like, when he's there, he's, like, it's, like, a slave. Like, he's a, he's just, like, yeah. working yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, like, Joanna has to be at least, like, 15 or 16, like. Yeah. Because she's supposed yeah. to be young. Right. So, like, she's probably in her, like, later teen years or mm-hmm. mid-teens. So, like, he's been down there since she was born. Okay. So like, yeah. he's never seen what she's looked like apart from when she was a baby. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll buy it. All right. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. I'll get it now. Okay. I did have a question. This is more about the legend of Sweeney Todd. I did not realize Sweeney Todd was a thing that existed outside of mm-hmm. a musical concept. So yeah. yeah, is Penny Dreadful? Is that just like a morality tale? Are those like urban legends, but of Victorian England? Kind of. So they were just like, they were basically just like, they're called Penny Dreadfuls because they cost a penny and they were bad. Yeah. Like they were notorious for Got being it. bad stories. Got it. And uh, so it's basically, I, I don't think they were in newspapers. They were like, but they were distributed like newspapers. Okay. So like they were like weekly, monthly edition, like that type of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And we like, we get a lot of, there's a lot of stories that we now tell that were like originally Penny Dreadfuls. Like there's that TV show, Penny Dreadful. That's what I was yeah. wondering. I'm like, I know it's a TV like, show, but I thought it was just a person's name. I didn't realize it was referencing. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And no, it's literally, it's just, it costs a penny and they were really bad stories. Mm-hmm. Stories about like bad subjects, not that the stories themselves sucked. No, most of them were really, really bad. Oh, like they sucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like they were pennies because they weren't they were worth shit. being made okay. into books. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want to do, I want to make my living writing trash, terrible fucking stories. <laughs> well, I get to eat today because I told, I sold four horrible little stories that no one will ever buy. Oh, yeah. It's like pulp fiction, like, like really shitty, like those. Yeah. Like, uh, think of like the really shitty like chapter books that we had growing up in like the early 2000s. 
like Animorphs and that kind of thing, where like they publish like seven different How versions dare you every Animorphs year. on this podcast. How Animorphs dare is you? fucking amazing. I actually, because I'm home and my parents are moving, we like are clearing out a bunch of shit, and like that's the reason why I'm back in Illinois. And we found all of my old Animorphs books, and I was like, actually, I might fucking keep these. Hell yeah! <laughs> but like Hell it was yeah. kind of like that, where it's like they're just churning out like mm-hmm. bullshit yeah. that was like yeah. essentially the oral point. stein situation yeah yeah <laughs> someone just sent me a post about the um and i forgot what the series was called and i didn't know it at the time i had to look it up but the um the school series where it's like my janitor's a jackrabbit or like my dance yes. teacher's a dracula oh. do you remember those like the janitor is yeah. frankenstein or whatever the fuck my math teacher's a yeah. mummy that's it. That that series had a name that I didn't know and then immediately forgot, but I had forgotten that those books existed until like a month ago. I was like, oh my God. Yes. Stupid. Those were like if you were too scared of goosebumps, you read the those books. Of the, the Adventures oh, yeah. of the Bailey School Kids. Bailey School Kids. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like a baby step before I never got into anim- into Animorphs. Oh. Oh, that was my shit. Yeah. I don't care I'm about a people sci-fi, turning I'm things. a sci-fi dude. You really so. are. You really are. Um, uh, wow. Okay. You learn something new every day. Uh, Victorian uh-huh. England has had, I think, too much influence on our lives. And maybe we should pretend it didn't Oh, happen. my God. So much. I, like So much. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm reading this book uh, called The Invention of Murder. And that's Ooh. actually how I knew that stuff about, like, policing and that type of thing okay yeah uh, but i highly recommend it it's really really thick it's by like judith landerson or something something okay. like that i don't know nice. but it's all I'll about post a link in the notes. how it's seriously just like the bloodlust that victorian englanders had yeah like their lives like this was like the honestly like victorian england other than like the elizabethan period and that type of thing this was like probably the best they had had it in like a really long time <laughs> mm-hmm. so they were just like into like hearing about the people being shit. brutally murdered yeah yeah like that's yeah. what they wanted to hear yeah they didn't have i mean it's like wild. they didn't have any other entertainment think about it like yeah well they shipped all the puritans over to america so at exactly. that point anyone could do anything <laughs> it's like theater had to have been expensive so yeah. like that was for the upper class like you couldn't go see like like I don't know, fucking the opera or anything like that. So what else are you going to do but read about murder? Yeah, read about murder. I mean, that's why, that's oh my God, that's why, <laughs> that's why we have a like dearth of true crime podcasts now. Yes. We have nothing left to live for. <laughs> nothing else to do. What could be a truer crime than what is happening now? What a sad end to a sad show. That's just sad. It's so oh, yeah. sad. Everybody is mean and bad and does fucked up things to each other but joanna gets away joanna does get away like, like it does it about kind joanna of, it has a happy her. ending if you think about it like the people who are redeemable get away joanna anthony and toby all yeah. escape and That's all of the true. terrible people die That's but you still correct. feel like shit at yeah, the end <laughs> i'm so mad hold on because like because <laughs> all right sorry <laughs> i was just gonna say hugh wheeler and stephen sondheim do a really good job of like humanizing these monsters and you actually yes. empathize with Sweeney by the end. Yeah. Um, as, and like you want Mrs. Lovett and yeah. like to succeed and like have the family. Yeah. But then at the same time, they're also fucking hurting so people in the pie. Yeah. Like the and also anxiety. like not even like bad people. Like no. they're yeah. not even like yeah. isolating it to just like, Oh, we're just going to do bad people. They're like, we're fucking killing 
really interesting i was listening to this other podcast that also talked about this musical and they pointed out that it's a really it's a flaw in the logic of the of the show because like it is this critique of class and industrialization but then sweeney is like well fuck it i'm just gonna murder everybody as opposed to just <laughs> murdering the rich so it's like man eh, yeah. you know you got a little off the rails but at that point sweeney's just fucking insane so yeah. But it does also kind of mean something that, I mean, he's obviously, he hates the judge, so he's not making himself a judge. He's not making himself a God figure by Mm -hmm. making, you know, by saying like Mm -hmm. he can choose who lives or dies. He's just, you know, he's on one track and I can admire that. I can respect that. Absolutely. It's the grind. It's the racist racist excuse when you say it's actually not racism if I do it to everyone. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm I make not fun racist. of everybody. I hate everyone. And when they say I make fun of everybody, what they mean is sometimes they make mean remarks about the Irish. <laughs> that's not everybody. You can't say the N word and then be like, the Irish drink too much and go, that's equal. Those are the same to me. How could I be a racist? I also think that Irish honestly, used to be drunks. <laughs> honestly, if you're English, I feel like that does constitute as racism. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it has a different vibe in Britain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, the anxiety that I had when the wife walks into his barber shop and he's like, gonna get her. I'm so like that's your why i just got so anxious i'm so dramatic so irony i know you yeah when she says don't i know oh. you my heart snapped in half i'm like she, she, she drank poison she's had such a hard life <laughs> she probably doesn't even recognize her own daughter at this point like, but she recognized you oh my god I was so sad. I had to like not watch that part because I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look at my phone for a second. This is Aww. I can't look directly at it. It hurts me too much. Um, anyway, I have a lot of emotions lately. And so we need to really okay. feel them. Understandable. Um, I regret that I didn't have this in high school to make my whole personality. I did that. I can, <laughs> I can attest that Beck did dress as Mrs. Lovett many times. I'm obsessed. I'm fully obsessed with that. <laughs> I I was it, unfortunately for me, my high school experience was defined by the Phantom of the Opera movie. So I was busy convincing myself that I was attracted She's to wild. Gerard Butler, and <laughs> Masquerade was my ringtone for several years. Okay, listen. If you didn't learn the masquerade dance in high school, you weren't living. You want a sw- you want a fupa fan, bitch. Masquerade is, is masquerade. The Paper anyway. faces on parade. <laughs> it's such a good song. Okay, anyway, we're not talking about Paper that, bro. The point is that was my personality, not Sweeney okay. Todd. But I did. I could see a life for me where I was very into Sweeney Todd. Absolutely, it's a quick. It's a small pivot. It's mm-hmm. very. They're very similar. It's, in a lot of ways. It's about yeah. really mad dudes who think that they are the bosses, um, and, right. but they're actually insane. Uh, yes, and I feel we all understand what that's like. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that's a theme we can all understand. Um, Absolutely, you're right. two out of three are a lot more pleasant. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I 
I can't believe I forgot that the good people got away. Mostly just because I don't care about Anthony and Joanna, like at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I mean, good for Toby. Yeah. Love that little guy. I wish him the best. But yeah, I don't give a shit about Joanna and Anthony. I really I, don't either. I don't, no. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're Whatever. like the least interesting part of the entire movie, and I'm glad that I, I know they're integral. Out. But I think, yeah, I think the movie was judicious and was like, yeah, we need them for these specific right. plot moments, and then I was gonna say in the musical, like, the, like I said, there's a lot more with them, and like you see them plotting, uh-huh. like how to get her away from the judge. Like, there's this whole song um, where, like. Joanna's like he's going to marry me and um Anthony is like okay well how the fuck are we going to get you away from this guy and it's the two of them like plotting while also kind of making love to one another mm-hmm. um so like there is more in the show but like it's not as interesting as like what's going on with Sweeney and yeah. this is what Yeah. Now, when they go to the asylum Which is under the guise of I'm a wig man and I need to make wigs and we get our wig hair from people at the asylum at the asylum. That's bananas, but I'm sure it's a true thing that happened. It tracks. Yeah, that sounds correct. Um, And Anthony's like or Anthony's like, and now I leave you to your children or whatever. Right. There's two of those guys. Like, why didn't they attack before? What? And then all the women what? like turn on him. There's only two people oh. in there, and there's like thirty women. You could have done this before. This is <laughs> like, but they're all locked. They're all locked in those. Uh... Know, but people come in. I don't know. I I would have been plotting. I would have been organizing the revolution. <laughs> been like, this well, you're crazy. Comes you're in crazy. One time. That's true. I guess they're a little. So is everyone around you? Yeah, they're like, well, this also, is what like, we're doing. Historically, were they separated by hair color? Was that? I'm not entirely sure. That I, just sounds inefficient. I mean, listen, I think right. the point here is that you wouldn't keep that many people in one space because right. they could do I that. Mean, they would overpower I mean, you. Never be outnumbered. Never be outnumbered. I mean, I, don't, I feel like back then they basically considered anyone who wasn't like working a factory job as hysterical or insane. Disabled, yeah. So <laughs> they were just like throwing everybody at yeah. the asylum. Exactly. <laughs> They were like, we don't like that you're so loud, lady. We're going to put you in the crazy factory. Okay. Right. I don't know. It's just, a, it was a, I was like, you guys could have done this like a lot earlier. <laughs> you could have just attacked him like way you before. You have this. the numbers. You, you got the, the manpower. He's the means of production. <laughs> Attack this man who's chopping off your hair for wigs. <laughs> yes. You just need that Sweeney Todd grind. They yes. To they need to respect the grind. If you understood the hustle, you would have been out of here. <laughs> There's just no excuse. <laughs> There's just no excuse. Um, oh my god! All right, let's. Uh, any last thoughts before we move on to man and chair? No. All right, Linda, man and chair this for us. So I don't. I, don't know. I, <laughs> I don't think know. I love it because, like, growing up, like I just so I saw this when it first came out, and I was like in seventh grade, I think. Okay, mm-hmm. I was like in middle school, prime middle school moment. And, like, I 
didn't have a boyfriend, definitely wanted one. <laughs> like I I just was like so filled with rage and angst, but like my life was so great. It was literally like rebel. Like I just didn't have anything to actually be angry about, but I was yeah. so angry. And then this movie came out and I was just like, yes, this is why I'm angry. <laughs> Because Sweeney Todd is not getting his vengeance in the right way. Like, this is why I am angry. Like, literally, after this movie came out, I, like, I used to always straighten my hair, as everyone did in oh middle my school. God. It was 2007. I wore my hair curly. We all yes. Two, we were all straightening our hair. <laughs> I, put, I put color. Like, this was, like, the turning point for me, where, like, I put colored streaks in my hair. Yeah. I would, like, dark, like, and that was when I, like, came into full, like, evil. Linda popped fruit, off. Like, fruition. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also really, I always, like, speaking of daddy issues, I also really, really liked it, because uh, it was rated R at the time, uh-huh. and my dad had to go to see it, like, go and see it with me, mm-hmm. and my dad fucking hates musicals. Like, if somebody starts singing, he's pissed Damn. off. And like we walked out and he was like, that was pretty good. And so I was just like, this is my favorite musical now. And my dad likes it. This is my favorite musical now. This is our thing. We love this. Oh my God. I yes. love it. Yes. Wow. Uh, but and like I just and then like even now, like it holds up. Like it's so anti mm-hmm. like the system. It's so an- it's so anti everything. Like yeah. it's yeah. not pro poor person. It really isn't. No. No. It's not pro anything. It's certainly it's pro murder. Certainly, yeah, pro murder, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But like, it just—I feel like it just—it like helps me justify all of the rage I feel constantly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, when Linda opens up any sort of shop, please just like <laughs> little caution, a little caution. Just, just keep look around. Just keep your hand corners. at the level of your eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> Uh, Connor, man in chair this for us. Yes. Um, so really quick before my man in chair, I do need to make an addendum to my um uh facts and figs. The musical is actually based on a play that Christopher Bond wrote. Mm-hmm. Not he didn't mm-hmm. write the original Penny Dreadful, mm-hmm. but the play was based off the Penny Dreadful. Right. But I digress. By, by governor of Missouri, <laughs> we, Kit Bond. Right. We are we are journalists, so I have to you know protect our integrity. We have a level here of that we must meet. You know, yeah, a journalistic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Brian Williams. That's exactly. no, not at all. We're not trying to get we Brian would Williams. Never be Brian Williams. <laughs> um but no i really do love this musical um like linda i also saw it like i think my this 2007 it would have been come out around my like freshman year of high school um like eighth grade uh and i saw it with beck and all of our friends and i we absolutely fucking fell in love with it and then um beck and i would like proceed to go to like different productions like if a college in the chicago area was performing it we would drive to see the fucking (laughs) production of sweeney todd on stage and then um they of course got like the angela lansbury and the george hearn production on dvd so we watched that like every fucking weekend Mm -hmm. so like this musical is a foundational text for me um (laughs) very much like introduced me to my love for Sondheim and everything. And I just really do like the story. I really like the metaphor of like industrialization and the, the class critique that is in the story. Um, I like to think that uh, I realized earlier this week 
that this musical might be might be the musical that radicalized me, um, if you will. <laughs> this is the this is the reason why I'm a socialist, uh, <laughs> and I just really like it. And I actually, um, I kind of went into. I haven't watched this adaptation, the movie adaptation, in a while. I was kind of like had some trepidation going into it because you know sometimes movie musical adaptations aren't necessarily the best but i actually think that it's a very good music like a movie adaptation of the musical Mm -hmm. um and i think they did a really good job with it and tim burton really did like some excellent work with like the costuming and the color palette and like um the characterization of sweeney and mrs lovett and everything so uh, yeah, I really love this musical and I had a blast like revisiting the movie again for the first time in like five years. Good. Meryl, man in chair. Okay, Will. Um, well, this movie came out when I was a junior in high school. So thank you for making me feel very old. Um, uh, woof. Uh, and yeah, I just like missed the mark in high school, but I love, I like it. I get why everyone is so obsessed with it. Uh, yes. I see why it had such cultural potency. Um, it is, it is graphic. I would love to watch the stage production. I didn't get a chance to do that. I know you said that it's available on Amazon Prime, the Angela yeah. Lansbury, George. Yeah, Hearn. George Hearn. George Hearn. Um, and I would love, is that a film yeah, stage it is. production? Okay. So I would love to see that because I just want to see this. Um, I liked the characterization of Johnny Depp in Helena Bonham Carter, but I would love to see more musical yeah. theater aspect. It did feel very cinematic. Um, this, which makes sense. It's a movie Absolutely. with movie stars written and directed by a movie actor or movie director, but I would love to see the, um, staging. I think that would be really fun. I'm so sad that I missed the, uh, most oh, recent, yeah. uh, revival because I heard it was really fun and that the pie mm-hmm. shop was really cute and you got to eat yeah. pies, right? Like they served yeah. food Friend there. Friend of the Keaton Cruiser um, did go to see that production. Naturally, of course. Um, uh-huh. yeah, I wish that I had gone cause it sounded really cool. Um, and I missed that one but and i hope there's theater again one day uh but i liked it i i liked it a lot i would want to watch it again i think this would be really fun to watch with a group of people who love it yeah i think it's one of those movies where for me i'm not gonna be able to get into it that much on my own i don't think that's true for everybody but for me i was like okay this is fine but i would love to get drunk and watch it with you guys (laughs) that's that's the way to do it i think um but yeah i mean if you haven't seen it if you like me haven't seen it (laughs) please (laughs) check it out (laughs) um and i'll listen to the musical as well because i think the music's really great it's so it's classic steven Mm -hmm. sondheim and it's just the lyrics are great and funny and clever and quick and there's a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of words in all the songs classic steve (laughs) it's great uh linda do you have anything to plug plug oh my god um Mm -hmm. i have nothing going on i like recorded (laughs) a couple songs with a friend and that's it. Nice. <laughs> okay, so everyone, keep your eyes on Spotify for yeah. when Linda's album drops. That's no, it's not because we literally. Uh, it was why. It was why I texted you for the Bridges Over Madison County. Oh yeah, we yeah, literally yeah. just did like musical theater songs. I love it. <laughs> um, it was it was fun. It was fun. Although, like, we did one uh, from the Greatest Showman. Showman. I've never oh, seen yeah. it. Uh-huh. I so like I literally like picked okay. up the music that day and was just like, okay, we're gonna sing it. <laughs> um, but we did uh, rewrite the stars. 
Mm, yeah. Or whatever. Okay. So I mean it was fun. It was it was cool. <laughs> we should put out an album of all of our guests. Like, do you remember when the Disney yeah. stars would put together yes. songs and they would sing cover we should do that with the guests of this podcast? <laughs> I definitely think songs. that there is a market for that. People are collaborating yeah, and it's for me. it. It's <laughs> me. I want 25 songs from all of our kids singing their favorite musical Each? song. Yeah. It's a volume. It's, a volume. it's really <laughs> encyclopedias. Yeah. It's volume one, volume two. Like the um classic Disney volume. Did you ever have those? The Disney, Disney's greatest yes. hits. Volume one, yeah. volume yeah. two. And you were like, fuck volume one, but volume three really pops off for me uh red yellow green red blue 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 and purple green yellow and red red if you know what i mean <laughs> and mitch if you could please drop that in that would be great red yellow green red blue 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 red, Fun. Yellow, that's blue, amazing blue, blue. that's how i learned all my colors <laughs> connor do you have anything to block <laughs> No, just as usual, you can find me across all platforms at Cirelli A12. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find any funny things I'm working on there. Meryl, how about you? Oh, please. I don't do anything to be plugged. Um, but if you want to follow this <laughs> podcast, you can follow us at Bits Over B-Way across all platforms. We are. You can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts. Patreon. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts. And if we're not there, let us know and we'll get there. All right. Um, that is all I have. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's old as hell. Holy shit. She's old as hell. That lady, old as hell.